everybody. Welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. I'm your host, Randy, and with me as always, I've got Gavin from the news. Hey, everybody. And as special guest this week, I've got Tom from uh, the website WAPEACH.com. How you guys doing? Um, WAPEACH, it's, it's actually been a long time since we've had you, you back on the show, man. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Absolutely. Any, anytime, anytime. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's before, before we get into the, to the topic for this week, which, you know, uh, is, is about going to be wapeach.com and, and the, and the, and the metamorphosis that it's going through, let's, uh, let's go into some news. Sounds great. Let me take you right in. We're going to start with a little bit of a flame bait right now. Um, with all the recent uh, announcements coming out of X10 and prior and post that uh, little celebration, Peter Molyneux came out and said that a lot of, fa- uh, some Fable 3 mechanics may anger people. And it, it, just an interesting choice of words. He said, uh, let's, I'm going to dig in here. Let's get an actual quote. We're making some announcements about Fable 3, and there's some, wow, there are some very, very big things happening in Fable, bigger than you think, and it's going to really upset people. And with the announcement that this game's going to be uh, featuring Natal in whatever capacity and some major changes to the formula, we don't have anything specifically that's going to anger people, but the um, the teasing is interesting. So uh, what do you guys think could come out of the Fableverse that will... Uh, so upset people, according to Molyneux. Tom, are you a big Fable fan? I am. I've completed the first and second game, but like listening to that, like I got to say, mechanics of Fable one and two have angered me. So <laughs> I really don't know what, like, how much more they could do in Fable three that's going to really, you know, make me angry as well. <laughs> I, uh, you know, and it also kind of uh, it begs the question: What hasn't Peter Molyneux done that hasn't angered somebody? You know, he is he is like. Sure. Li- he is living flame bait, and 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 they love it um, because it, it gets them attention. So I've I heard I, him to come out and say that they, that it almost seems like he's trying to anger people with these kind of things. <laughs> it almost seems like this was their intention. I don't know what it could be. Like you said, he's living flame bait, but with the the Natal parts kind of looming overhead, I'm not very I'm very anxious about what this could mean, Dancing. especially since perhaps. But Dancing. Um, every announcement he's made uh, in Fable uh, in terms. of... Uh oh, I think we lost Gavin. I think we did. Hello, Gavin. I'll just hang up on him. Boop. <laughs> My prediction, though, is I, now that I'm thinking about it, it's totally dancing. People are gonna have to dance in front of their televisions, and it's gonna get people mad. You know what always bothered me about Fable? Like the the you know he Peter Molyneux was like, okay, you're going to be able to do X, Y, and Z, and in the end, you can only really do X. And oh, I know. Like. I, I always felt like I wasn't really part of that universe. I was just like, because you're the center of the universe, but it, it, like it loses something because you don't really feel like, how, like how many characters can you remember from Fable Two that you actually had like a vested interest in? Like, um, five. Yeah, I can't. I no, that was Fable Two. Dog okay. wasn't in Fable One. Didn't you, didn't you say Fable Two? Yeah, Fable Two. I mean, you oh, know, the I'm dog sorry. and then like the, the two people you worked with. And everyone else is just like generic townsperson, so like generic British person, yes. Yeah. So I mean, I, don't know, I, I, I like something like that, that, and and you can't really interact with anyone besides the you know the stupid little emoticon things you can do. So I mean, yeah. the game was fun, but I I felt like it was really it didn't feel like a a, a true universe like an Oblivion or Fallout does. Agreed, Gavin. What do you what do you think? While you while you kind of dropped out a little bit, I I was saying that I think that it's uh it's probably going to be dancing. Like he's probably going to make people dance in front of the television. I don't think that's good. I think yeah, there are going to be some sort of things where you can make a funny face. Um, that's a possibility given the emo- um the use of emotions. But I really think it's going to be. I mean, I've heard 
um, um, quotes of him saying that, you know, you can hold someone's hand, you can pull someone. And he made, he pictured an interesting scenario for me where you're dragging a child to slavery and as soon as the child knows what's going to happen, it's going to pull away and you have to drag them to the slaver. So, I mean, hmm. I'm, I'd be happy with that. But yeah, it's probably, you know, the main usage that's going to be touted for it. It's just going to, you're going to have to emote when you, when you want to woo or anger a townsperson. So, I, I mean, yeah, like you said, the, there's been a very uh, varying degree of success when Peter Molyneux says he's going to make you emote. And plus, you never know. We haven't heard anything from Milo. So, hell, a table three may be playing. You may be playing as Milo. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're supposed to be like the descendant of your character from table two, right? Yeah. Maybe just a person named Milo. I, I have no idea. But yeah, the descendant of your character in Fable 2. So there's going to be, like in Mass Effect 2, some save import feature. So I don't know how much that's going to factor into other aspects of gameplay. But I think we've exhausted this little topic here. So let's move on to another sequel, or um, possible sequel. Infamous 2 may be coming this year. And according to the PlayStation Official Magazine, um, apparently it's underway and should release within fiscal 2010. Um, no stretch seeing, you know, Sucker Punch usually, ha- uh, usually has a very swift production schedule, but what do you guys think? You excited? Um, yeah, I am. I, I really liked, uh, Infamous. I thought it was a great game. And, um, I, I think that we're starting to reach the graphical limitations of, uh, the 360 and PS3. I'm probably going to get flamed for saying that, but, uh, I don't think they need to push graphically what they've got. I think they could probably repeat the same kind of, you know, the same kind of engine and, and the same kind of gameplay, just give people new scenarios and and, uh, and a different storyline, and I think people will play it and buy it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I, like, I've always looked at it like this, like, like the, the gameplay is the, the cake, and the graphics are the icing. If the, if the cake doesn't taste good, it doesn't matter, you know, what the yeah. ice tastes like, so... I, I definitely agree. I mean, graphics are pretty much where they need to be, and they just need to focus on getting gameplay out there that's innovated and keeps people around. Yeah, that's and they've I mean. got a great they've got a great bed for a story right now. the The last one, you know, ended with you know, depending on how you played it, ended ended very very coolly, you know, and it opened up that whole time traveling scenario. So, um, it's it's an open slate for them. They can do whatever they want. It'd be interesting yeah. to, to see where Sucker Punch goes with it. You know, um, uh, people always compared that game to Prototype, but I thought Infamous was like the far superior game of the two. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, they're both open, open action adventures. We, but let's move on again. Um, a bit of a, a bit of another disappointment to PC gamers. It just seems one comes after the other. No Alan Wake on PC. <laughs> it's been years and years and years. Remedy has been pressing it as a 360 and PC game. And a couple, week, um, couple weeks ago, they dropped the, the PC version completely. Well, they... interesting quote, mind you. And in, uh, allow me to read this quote here. Some games are more suited for the intimacy of the PS- PC, and others are best played in the couch in front of a larger TV screen. We ultimately realized that the most compelling way to experience Alan Wake was on the 360 platform, which I thought was odd since they'd been billing it as a psychological thriller. Right. Well, I thought it was... I, I kind of wonder if they would get mad at me because I play my 360 and PS3 on computer monitors. So do I. <laughs> I think my reaction to that, though, my reaction to that news story is, wait, Alan Wake's still coming out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually think it's going to be um, the 360's answer to Heavy Rain. So we're going to see a little bit of pump for that. Do you think... I think so. I think a more story, uh, story-driven, chapter-centric atmosphere, um, 
going for a, a more subdued action aesthetic. Um, yeah. I don't think, yeah, you can't compare them gameplay wise. Right. But, of course you know, not. Of course aesthetically, not. Aesthetically, aesthetically, there's a, there's a line that the two can be drawn to I, towards more than most. I could see that. All right. See, like, I'm hoping heavy rain, but like something in my gut's telling me like alone in the dark. Yeah. The alone in the dark remake, you mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, that's the, that's a TV chapter heading thing, but hopefully, I mean, it's remedy. It's the Max Payne devs. So I have hope for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time in the can, but it's remedy, so I have hope. But I think we've I think we've done that. So allow me to progress <laughs> to the next news topic. Segway. Segway in rather. I'm not very good at segways. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> we'll give you a list of segways to use. <laughs> Look, my foot is on fire. That means it's time for another news topic. Okay, um, but uh, sadly not as humorous as we progress here. Um, Activision has rumored to have another series of layoffs, including full studios um, going under, including the original Guitar Hero uh, maker Red Octane. This also um, extends to um, studios like Luxiflux. They made Transformers, uh, the recent Transformers game for the PC, and Underground Entertainment. They made Guitar Hero Van Halen, Enemy Territory, Quake Wars on PS3. So, and this, of course, comes with um, 90, uh, 90 layoffs of proto- uh, prototype developer Radical Entertainment employees so i mean again just another round after it so i mean what do you guys think i mean is this a direct response to have um to the downplay that they've had last year for 2009 with the uh, lack of um music rhythm sales comparatively I, i think that's partially it i think the other the other portion is you know um they've got the formula down now and uh they don't need the guys that created the formula anymore do you know you know what i'm saying yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be easy for somebody else to just pick it up and, and make another one. So, yeah, uh, that's unfortunate for the people that that pioneered that that technology and that and that type of gameplay. Eh, well, yeah, good news is the people that really pioneered it moved on to be harmonics. So eh. that's true. I just feel like that that whole market's like really oversaturated at this point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Do you do you own a lot of uh, rhythm games, Tom? I own Guitar Hero 3, and um, I had Rock Band 2, but I got rid of it. But I did enjoy them, but again, it's like, at the end of the day, I just I feel more at home with the controller. Guitar Hero, is, for me, is more like a party game. Yeah. And I don't really play party games that often. I'm more of like a, you know, I'm, I'm either playing online with somebody or just by myself, so. Agreed. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way as you, man. I'm not a huge party gamer. Um, but I th- I've got, like, Rock Band kind of thrown away in a closet. Um, I should really consider getting rid of it. <laughs> I don't think I've used it in six months, maybe more. Hey, good thing for eBay. Yeah. Or keep an eye out, Elder Geeks. You may be able to get it cheap. Right. But are you guys ready to disband a major gamer stereotype? Are you guys ready? Are you prepared? Yes. Sure. We have an Xbox Live user that prevented a possible school shooting. Instead of shooting up the school, apparently, if, if you listen to Fox News, which if you do, get, up the, get the hell off my podcast. But... <laughs> Canadian media comes to us and saying that uh, British Columbian ga- uh, gamer overheard the intentions or the possible intentions of a player on Xbox Live during one of his death matches, mentioned that he's going to shoot up the school, list names, which probably uh, led him to report the gamer um, through official channels, and Microsoft cooperated with the Canadian authorities in releasing the information, and the person was arrested. We don't have any further details on that um, or the specific identity. Seemed pretty clean-cut, just... They, they got him. He's probably in holding. So we actually prevented a school shooting. Figures it happened. In, it would happen in Canada. 
See, I don't know about that. Like, I, I understand that he was probably talking shit online and was probably... And he definitely was saying a ton of things that he wasn't going to say, but the actuality of him going to actually go through and, you know, do it is something else. Um, I don't know. I think this story kind of got picked up a little bit because everybody's been tired of, of video games becoming the scapegoat, so this was the the one thing that, that kind of showed video games in the opposite light. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but again, it's like at the same time, it's a gamer that was potentially going to do all these true. horrible things. Yeah. True, I true. Think, I mean, you got to err on the side of caution. I think they did the right thing by arresting this guy before, you know, I, I don't know if it's kind of like a minority report situation where, oh, I'm going to do this, and he doesn't actually, you know, who knows, like you said, who knows if he was actually going to do it. But. No, I totally agree with you. I, I absolutely agree with you. Anybody that, that even kind of says that kind of thing in jest should be, you know, looked into, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he's not prosecuted to like the extent of you know. Yeah, hopefully he's given help. Yeah. All right. But hey, that happened, and we're going to move on to another announcement of things that PC users have been waiting for. Uh-huh. StarCraft Two beta launched this last Wednesday, and um, well, this by this time you read it, probably a week since this uh, since the time of this posting. Right. But yes, Blizzard Entertainment had finally given what they've uh, been wanting, the closed beta phase for StarCraft II, the first episode of the game called Wings of Liberty. And, of course, site crashes, um, millions of downloads, everyone's very happy. And, of course, a new revamped Battle.net service uh, launches. Um, so you're going to be getting the first iterations of that client. So do we have anyone in the beta, Randy? No, uh, not, that, not that I know of, to be honest with you. Nobody on our staff, I don't think. But, I mean, here's here's the real question. I'm pretty sure Elliot's, like, secretly in his room. He probably beta is. For his own pleasure. We haven't heard from him in days. He's been, he's been StarCrafting. <laughs> but, you know, here's here's the real question. Even though that the beta's come out, I, I'm still willing to bet that the full version is not going to see daylight this year. But Blizzard said it's going to be out by the end of the year. <laughs> I don't know, Tom. What about what about you? Do you think it's going to hit store shelves? No, like when they said end of the year, did they, did they mean this year or just a, a year sometime in the future? It's going to be <laughs> well. They out, could so. they could use the old fiscal year scapegoat. Yeah, it's like that's, they said fiscal twenty ten. That's that, true. It extends till March. So <laughs> I'm right in the boat with Randy here. That's why it wasn't on our top ten anticipated list. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been. It would have been in the top three otherwise, but I'm still highly dubious that that's going to be coming out this year. Yeah. I'm put, I'm willing to put money down on that, but hey, we got the beta, so yeah. people are going to milk that for everything it's worth. It's a blizzard, <laughs> it's blizzard so you know that's going to happen. But we got more rumors circulating, guys, this time about hardware, this time about the DS. We have the Pokemon Company, that is their actual name, um, releasing quotes that would suggest they're working on the DS2, the newest generation of the handheld from Nintendo, which includes motion sensor in terms of the stylus and tilt functionality, according to our quotes and according to rumors circulating thereof. So what do you guys think? DS2. I, You know, I, I like the DS a lot. I think it's a great platform. Um, I just, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of... I'm kind of a little bit sad. I don't want them to abandon the DS just yet, just because it's got such an awesome collection of games, you know, right now. It's always, it's always kind of sad to see, you know, platforms like even the PS2 when, when they're nearing the end of their life cycle, you know, just because there's no more new games that are coming out for it. So I'd be kind of curious as to whether or not it'd be backwards compatible to current DS games, and then at the same time, what kind of, what kind of graphical powerhouse is going to be inside this? You know, are they going to, are they going to try to go for bigger, faster, better? Or are they going to go with the Nintendo approach and, and um, you know, more fun? 
I would argue yeah, against that thing. Aren't they releasing like, a bigger version of the DS? The DS XL, or LL in Japan that's already been released, yes. So, I mean, I, I just think it creates, like, market confusion when, like, you have the DS Fat and then, like, the, the Slim DS, the DSi, now the, the DXL. Like, if you if you jump on board the, the DS, you know, train and you've got all these games and then a, a new system comes out a couple months later, you feel kind of like you're, you've been burned, you know? Yeah. I totally agree. As a totally. person that just picked up my first DSi a month ago, yes, I'm, I'm really? not particularly happy with the notion. Yeah, actually, I play, um, and of course, I played through Hotel Dusk and Phoenix Wright games. See, I I didn't want to get a DS Lite uh, when they came out. I like the fact that my my DS Slim, I think I have, um, it plays the GBA games still, and that's awesome. That's a bit annoying for me, but like you said, I mean, if this is the case, DS2 coming out, those that haven't picked up a DS, all three of them, will probably have the ability <laughs> to be backwards compatible. At least Hopefully. the first generations of each Nintendo handheld have been able to do so. Yeah. So that should be, yeah, and that's pretty, that's pretty basic. See, like, I bought a Sega CD, so I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm still feeling like, <laughs> I'm still feeling like the, the bad flashbacks from back then, because I'm like, yeah, I got a Sega CD32X, what? <laughs> <laughs> The Sega CD was badass. That Star Wars game on there was cool. Yeah, I, I had Sewer Shark, Sonic CD, and like Lunar, and then oh, that God. was it. It was just Sewer a downhill Shark. after that. <laughs> but anyway, guys, we're going to see one way or another with this, if it's going to be coming out within the next fiscal year, it's going to be shown at E3. It's going to take up the Metroid Other M spot in the uh, Nintendo press conference. So look for that. Uh, we'll be bringing to you E3 again this year, so make sure to keep around for that. But, yeah. Um, so, do we have any set predictions? Are we going to see a DS2? Are you guys willing to put your name out and give me a date? It's been a while. I would say, yeah, we're going to see a DS2 next year. Next year? Right. 2011? Yeah. 2011. Christmas 2011. Yeah, I would agree. And it's like, I don't agree with it, but I, anything Nintendo does pretty much lately seems like it does gangbusters. So, I'm sure if they do decide to release it, it's going to sell. Yeah. Okay. Rock on. All right, let's move on to another handheld going on right here. Um, and like uh, um, we have the GTA Chinatown Wars developers forming their iPhone company. Veterans and staff from Rockstar Leeds, who created both versions of Chinatown Wars, have funded their own independent iPhone development studio called Double Eleven. And so far, we don't have any game announcements from them, but it's just you're getting a lot of good talent here. I mean, we have people that worked on PSP games like Beta Raider and Vice City Stories. We have people that worked on all aspects of Grand Theft Auto on the portable front, and the fact that we have these guys that have worked on the hardcore front moving to the iPhone side of things, do you guys think this is going to be a, a harbinger for things to come? Or are we going to see a lot of these hardcore-minded companies moving and at least having a partially funded iPhone front? I think, I think um, well, a couple of things. I think I think this is interesting that this comes so closely on the heels of uh, that... that uh, I think it was a was it a full on lawsuit that the wives of Rockstar employees? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm wondering, like, is this because of um, all that stuff that happened? Rockstar San Diego, different rock, different uh, uh, company, but yeah, same parent company. But we don't know exactly the co- um, the cross proliferation between the studio fronts. So uh, yeah, it could but be you, very much so. I'm kind of wondering, like, if the whip is cracked equally hard across the board, though. You know, it could be that it could be at the very least. Leeds saw what San Diego was doing. They decided to get the hell out of there before it could happen. Maybe it's a maybe it's a preemptive move. But even if it's not, this could mean a great deal a, a great deal of more content coming to the iPhone that's not just Pickle or yeah. Bejeweled. Well, there's some cool stuff on iPhone. 
But I, I see you know, what you're when saying. I think of, when I think of Rockstar, I just think of, like, notoriously ambitious, like, maybe to the point where, like, it's unhealthy. It's going to be the first iPhone game with a mandatory 5 gigabyte install. Wow. <laughs> you, have to un- you have to disable the use of the phone on the iPhone to get it to play. I, I like that saying, just, yeah, notoriously ambitious to the point of it being unhealthy. Yeah, that's that that hits the nail right on the head, Very man. Nice. Very much so. And on the iPhone with Tux functionality, this could be a major thing. And notice, it's iPhone, not iPad. Yeah, um, yeah but don't aren't isn't the iPad? Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be using like the same software, aren't yeah. they? Like the same OS. Oh yeah, same same OS. But you really can't develop a game and then move it to a uh, move it to a screen sixty thousand times larger. <laughs> I think they probably will, but they'll probably just end up stretching the picture. You know, I guess. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to watch it in what, um, stre- uh, stretchy, stretchy, stretch Armstrong vision. Yeah, pixelated vision. <laughs> All right, we got a we got another story coming through the pipes, guys. Um, this one actually brings to light a lot of Flame Boy issues between Flame Boy. What, 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 I don't know. Flame Boy. But Flame Boy, yes, yes, Flame Boy. But uh, <laughs> Flame Boy. Sure, sure. Um, between the two main home consoles for the hardcore community, we got the 360 and the PS3 coming to another front yet again. This time over disc restrictions. Um, we have Lost Planet 2 um, putting back development time on both of its um, versions because it ran into a lot of uh, restrictions in terms of Xbox 360 disc space. And the fact that both development time, uh, devo- both development cycles for both versions have been stalled, this has got a lot of uh, bile rising up saying that the, you know, the, PS3, uh, the PS3 in developing for both systems simultaneously needs to stop. Or um, at the very least, I mean, this is just saying, um, we have a lot of comments coming in like, oh, the 360 is now showing its age, it's a dated system. Where do you guys come across on this? Do, is there... Does development need to change, or does Microsoft need to come out with some sort of Blu-ray add-on, or at, or perhaps a new system to compensate? I, I, I'm actually going to come at it from a completely different angle. I think systems need to start enabling you to install the full game on the hard drives. You know, I've got a PlayStation 360. Does that? No, but you still need to. It, that that installs like segments of it. Like you can install it onto the hard drive, and that just kind of quickens the the load times. You know, no, they need- but aren't they're, they're still taking the stance that because not every 360 has a hard drive standard, they can't require any game sure, to yeah. be installed. I absolutely, I, I understand that, but I mean, really, uh, this is this is what's holding up everybody, and and um, I, I don't know, I don't know. But I, regardless, I, whatever that stuff that wasn't going to be put on the disc version will be available as DLC, hopefully free mm-hmm. DLC. Mm-hmm. It won't be See, free. I don't understand that because that's like, okay, we're not going to make Final Fantasy online for the 360 because maybe not everybody has online. Right. Just put on there, requires hard drive, done deal, you know? Right. I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I still think it's kind of a shame that I, I can't buy full versions of games on, on, Xbox, on the Xbox um, Arcade and, and, um, you know, and PlayStation Network, aside from the tiny games. I want to be able to download and play full, full games. You can. Games on demand. On the Xbox 360, at least. And PS3 hasn't done, come out with a system yet. But yeah, I mean, it's all the platinum hits that you can download. True, true. I, I think they need to start doing it more and with new releases. Oh, okay. So you, you're saying, like, simultaneous um, full download. and So you want what's on the PSP Go on the home console. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Taking it to the next level. 
It's going to happen, Randy. You just want it now. I just want <laughs> Give it to Randy now. <laughs> exactly. I'm growing tired of getting in my car and driving all the way to the store and using my money to buy things. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to think, like, the, the next generation consoles are, are going to be set up for digital distribution. Like, you know. Oh, of course. Absolutely. They won, I would, they won, I would hope. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move on now. Uh, first of all, quick shout-out to a former guest on the podcast, Super Meat Boy Devs. Great guys. And... We're just letting you know there's, uh, their sweet, sweet, sweet platformer is coming to Xbox Live Arcade in addition to WiiWare and Virtual Console. So make sure to pick that up because they're awesome. Moving on. But we were, uh, we briefly talked about DLC in the last point. So let's use that as a segue into Bioshock 2 DLC. We have the first announcement of multiplayer package coming out called Sinclair Solutions Test Pack, which adds more maps, adds more, pla- um, let me see, hold on. New playable characters, new masks, and 20 new trials. So, and of course, uh, side mentioned to single player DLC coming in the future, but they've mentioned an aggressive plan for post release DLC. You guys happy? You guys sad? Do you guys think this is what we need? What's going on with you? I haven't played uh, Bioshock 2 yet. Have you, Tom? I have not, and I'm kind of ambivalent, I guess, about the DLC. I'm, I, I don't know. Is there's so many good games coming out in such a short period of time? It's like I'm I'm feeling like I just want to finish the game and move on to that next game I haven't played yet. Yeah, and there's still so many good games from just last year that I haven't touched yet, too, you know. So, um, yeah, all right, for Bioshock fans, booyah, you know, but for the rest of us, okay. <laughs> I played, reviewed it for the site. I mean, I'm happy. This is the kind of stuff I've, I've been wanting. This is exactly what I like. I mean, just be able to extend my value of my games, hopefully, you know, not too much uh, extra funds. I don't like this separation between multiplayer-based DLC and single-player-based de- uh, DLC, then again, I don't play multiplayer, so I'm, I must be so far behind the times mm-hmm. that I'm just not processing this. <laughs> but let's move on to something we can actually talk about, and that is Rocksteady Studios uh, becoming under the thumb of Warner Brothers, who have purchased the majority share, just like they've done for, to, um, let's see, um, Traveler's Tales, which makes their Lego Batman series, Snowblind, which makes their Lord of the Rings series, and Midway, which of course made Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. So it looks like uh, Warner Brothers is taking major stock in a lot of good things, and now they fi- they got the sleeper hit studio of last year. What do you guys think on that? Um, I'm not surprised from from the interaction that we've actually had <clears throat> that we've actually had with um, with uh, with those two companies. They're um, oh shoot, how the hell was I going to say it? Rocksteady was was really um, was really reliant on Warner Brothers. You know, I think during the development of of uh, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. So I'm really not surprised. I mean, they, they acted as though they were one company before. Okay. Uh, Thomas, any thoughts? Um, I think it's really beneficial for Rocksteady now because I kind of look at them as like the Christopher Nolan of the, <laughs> like DC games, you know, because they made a really awesome Batman game where yeah. Superman games sucked and all these other DC games suck. So now that, you know, if DC can get all their, their gaming eggs in one basket, it's going to be beneficial for everybody. Absolutely, but with, and it's uh, with interesting more... to note that uh, Square Enix, I guess, is still they still hold like a twenty five percent stock in a uh, rock study. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, they do. Yeah. Ever since um, since they assume, uh, since they absorbed Eidos and they right. um, took the um, distribu- uh-huh. distribution rights in the European PAL regions, so they um, with that move they also acquired some of the um, stock of it, which means with sixty five sixty five point eight or is it. 68.4% going to Warner Brothers and 20% going to Square Enix. The actual employees of Rocksteady and, of course, average citizens get around whatever 20% is left. But, hey, 
it's what it's how we work. But with Warner Brothers getting a stock in such companies and having such a major investment into the game community, do you think that's again a harbinger of things to come? Or are we going to see like 20th Century Fox or any of the others these major studios latching on to these independent developers and bringing them into the fold, e e ing them if you will, or um, Activision Activision name if you will? Is this going to be the main um, business model for the future? I think just because of the, the current turbulent financial times that we're in, we're going to be seeing a lot of new companies coming up, uh, like like these guys from Rocksteady leaving, or not Rocksteady, Rockstar leaving, and then you're also going to be seeing some other companies like this being absorbed by by um, you know larger companies. So I yeah. think basically the video game market that we're looking at right now is not going to be the same in five years. I'm reminded of the uh, the Marvel sale. I guess what was last year where they sold to uh, Disney. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, yeah. Safe, it's safe for them, and the, you know you've got kind of like this umbrella above your head that kind of protects you from, I guess, taking chances and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, Warner Brothers owns DC, so yeah. you know they're, I, I think I mean yeah they got sold and maybe they lost some things in the process, but they're also they're they're in a lot safer position now too because they've got a massive amount of power behind them. Yeah, and of course it's another huge demographic gain for Warner Brothers, just like Disney got the male audience that they have lost since they made Hannah Montana. So, I mean, there's benefit all around, and this, as of right now, is a good idea. So hopefully we can continue to see these uh, collaborations getting good stuff like Arkham Asylum. But before we get out of the news and move on to our topic, just want to, again, throw a quick uh, shout-out. Um, Bratman, Brave and the Bold, the Cartoon Network series from 2008 and onward, is receiving a video game adaptation. We just want to launch that up because our good friend Landy, um, who, of course, has our rant series very popular on the site, is a writer for the series. And, yeah, so rock on him, rock on everyone there. Go Landry. Anyone that's got a DSOE, look out for that and pick it up to support Landry and his awesomeness. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, uh, I guess that should do it uh, for the uh, for the news this week. Let's take a real quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk about Wapeach.com. Hey, Elder Geeks, got an idea for the site? Or do you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about on Elderspeak? Be sure to drop us a suggestion on either the forums or by sending an email to info at elder-geek.com. Hey everybody, welcome back from break. Uh, again, we, we've got we've got Tom from Wapeach with us, um, and he's actually going to be telling us about Wapeach.com. Um, by the way, Tom, uh, I don't think I've spoken to you since since uh, you know New Year's, but uh, happy happy uh, anniversary to Wapeach. You guys you guys had your one year on in uh, January first, right? We did. Thank you. Thank you very much. Booyah. Congratulations. We we are yet to hit our one year. We're coming out. We're we're danger close right now. But um, we so only got like, a couple months left, right? It's actually yeah. a couple of couple of weeks. We oh. yeah. The the behind the scenes working on on eldergeek.com actually started you know a little bit before we actually you know a, a little while before we actually hit the internets. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, um, Tom, tell us about uh, tell us about the the recent changes with Wapeach. There's there's obviously been a, a cosmetic change uh, since we last spoke, but then you, you've also got uh, you've also got some new stuff going on here. Oh uh, yeah, we got a. a- it's it's changing every day, so it's so hard to to cement everything down. But um, we got a new art guy on the site. His name's Shay. He's a he's he's really good artist, and he's uh working on a web comic right now called Quantum Leap, which is kind of like a playoff Quantum Leap. It's a guy that gets sucked into his Wii and uh goes throughout gaming universes and stuff like that. So uh, that is you know, may I may I just say that is awesome. Yeah, he's he's awesome. like it's something we work on together. Like I help him write it, but he does all the artwork for it and. Uh, I'm a huge fan, and his artwork is like amazing. So, 
Um, we got that going on, and uh, it's it's you know, I got my web comic I do, which he recently did a guest comic on, and like after he did it, I was like, I'm done, I quit. Because <laughs> his version of my comic looks so good, like I didn't want to go back to. It. I was like, dude, do you just want my comic, and you can just do it? <laughs> but he's like, you know, he's like, he's real encouraging. He's like, nah, man, just keep with it, and you'll get better. And I'm I'm just like, you know, I want to get my idea out there, and hopefully my stick figure scribble art kind of resembles the idea enough to get it across. So, uh, if um, the internet has taught us anything, uh, it's that talent doesn't always necessarily equate into into goodness on the internet, especially when it comes to the quality of comics. So, I I also have to agree. Do not be discouraged, absolutely. sir. Yeah, I mean, X- at- XKCD is like my. I'm like, hey, he just draws stick figures and he's like super successful. So, I don't have to be as long as my ideas are good and and I get them across fairly decently, then I should be in good shape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at toothpaste for dinner, you know, and uh, and uh, Natalie D. You guys familiar with those? Oh, my wife is absolutely a huge Natalie D. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, I, I, I'm saying that in all niceness, but they're they're the worst drawn web comics probably on the internet, but they're fantastic. Yeah, they are. They are. Natalie Natalie D is like licking a bowl of sugar, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they're definitely good stuff. I mean, so we got our web comics going. We actually have a third web comic coming out that we're working on, and we're actually both going to do the art on. It's called DLC, but it nice. stands for it stands for Dirty Little Comic. Ah, I like that. It, it's kind of like it's kind of if you guys ever read The Far Side, it's kind of like that, but it's like in it, with video games. So single panel uh, punchline. Yeah. I, 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 oh. I, the first one we did, like it's it's probably going to be going up in like a month or so, but it's um. It's it's like a, a forest and there's two red mushrooms, you know, like the, the Mario mushrooms. Yeah. And there's a Koopa about to pick them up, and then like off like off in the distance you'll see like a green mushroom looking over, and the red mushrooms are kind of looking over at the like the the green one for help. And the caption is, first they came for the red mushrooms, and I did not speak up because I was not a red mushroom. <laughs> kind of like you know the poem from uh, like World War Two. Like it, it, that's just like a, a perfect example of. The kind of humor we're going for for that one. That's all we're both gonna, there. Yeah, we're both going to draw it, so it's going to look different every week. But very cool, man. Very cool. What about? Uh, all right, tell me about about uh, actually Wapich herself. Uh, uh, that's yeah. Who, who has drawn the the latest iteration of her? That is Shay, and uh, how that arose was, I guess, like I, I think I've talked about this before. It was just like I was. I was hoping that Nintendo would invent a Wapich character and then we could just like shamelessly get hits because people would be searching for her <laughs> and they would come to Wapich.com. But she kind of. I don't like, know. Turned... I mean, the fantasy of Wapich is uh, is maybe powerful than just having an actual Wapich. I was gonna. Yeah. yeah. He's actually doing some really cool. Like he does a, a new pinup of her every month. Like he's done one with like Bioshock. He's done one with Assassin's Creed too. So he kind of just took the character and run and ran with it, and he's he's doing fun stuff with it. So that's a cool thing. That is pretty damn cool. That is pretty damn cool. So what else? What else is going on with the site? You guys still you're still running the podcast because we we were yeah. just on it the other night, Mots and I. Um, a lot of fun. Like so, yeah. That's we're we're going to be doing that like a weekly thing, and we're going to get back into doing our videos too. And uh, we have a, a girl named Katie on our site. Um, she's been doing our our retro cuts with her. Most I would say like eighty eighty percent of our stuff is old, like retro stuff. Like we go through NES and Genesis and arcade stuff and. We got another guy coming on that's um, doing all computer games. Like you mean old, like PC games or like the old like shareware like, stuff? Like DOS. Like, nice. You know, back in the day, he's got a huge collection of DOS games, so he's going to be working Excellent. on that. 
And uh, yeah, I mean that 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 to me is like really interesting because I kind of grew up without a computer. Like I had an NES and Genesis, but I didn't know that there was all this cool stuff going on on the PC side. And like I think when I turned like 16 or 17, I got one, and then like I was like, wow, there's this huge catalog of like the the Sierra Adventure games and like you know the first Unreal and Dusex and Thief and like the it, you could totally miss all these games and just be a console gamer all your life. So it's it's kind of cool to highlight that. We have, we have, yeah, go ahead. But may I just mention, it's a Half-Life. That was, <laughs> oh, shit, no. That was, I just realized that was a pun mentioning the series. No, I meant, like, it's a shadow of a life. It's it's not a full life. Although, yeah, take it for a mention of Valve series, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, you guys just remind me, because you did the thing with Super Meat Boy, which I gotta mention, I love. Awesome game. Um, we have a feature that we do independent content on, which is kind of just like getting those little indie games out there that people might not know about. Um, we just recorded one for Spelunky. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. That's, uh, that's a really, really cool game. Um, it's a cool game. It's coming out for Xbox Live soon, and it was done by Derek Yu, which um, I think, like, I don't know if you guys remember, a couple years ago, there was a thing with Jack Thompson where he kind of challenged someone to make a game, and he was going to donate all this money, and like he ended up flaking on it, but Penny Arcade donated the money. I do recall that. Was he the one that made the game? Yeah, he made that game, and he also made Spelunky. So uh, Derek Yu is his name. Yeah, he's a very talented dude. Yeah, he is, and uh, Spelunky we're a huge fan of, so we got a video on that coming out soon. And independent uh, content is, like, amazing. And, uh, of course, right now, get Spelunky because it's for free on PC, and you won't have to pay for it on Xbox Live. But, of course, you know, I'm all for supporting them when they actually come out with their pay versions. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we are talking about that. I'm thinking, like, you know... It, it could actually, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to pay for it, but there's so much stuff they can implement that hasn't been implemented on the PC, like leaderboards with how much money you've gotten True. and like how far down you've gotten, that kind of stuff. So, And achievements, of course. So. I think he's updating the graphics a little bit, too. Like I know it's, it almost seems like a sin to upgrade the graphics a little bit because it's got that perfect 8-bit you know, feel. like And not just 8-bit, but early 8-bit feel, too. Yeah, they're, so. they're charming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're charming. Um yeah, that's very cool. Um, shoot, I did have another question for you, but I, I totally uh, I totally forgot it. Well, well. Yeah, well, you know what? We're plugging along. I said we should be back up to full speed when, hopefully within a month or so and we get all of our, collect all of our people from their different corners of the web and, and get them back to, you know. Get them back, back to, to what they were doing? Yeah, it's it's hard. Like I said, we do so much stuff as a team. Like we record our videos as a team and we do our podcasts as a team. So the only stuff we kind of do by ourselves is articles and, and the web comics. But, uh. Oh, we also have a, a huge site redesign coming up soon. So, Ooh, another one. Yeah, well, we're actually getting a professional come in and do it this time because we've kind of just handled it ourselves, and neither myself or Andy is really a web designer. Right. So, quote, right. Quote, so we're gonna get a pro in and, and kind of do what needs to be done. Nice. Up and yeah, polish and make everything nice and nice and neat. So. Kudos, man. Kudos. Yeah, let us know exactly when that happens so we can, sure. you know, at least put up a nice announcement for you guys. Absolutely. Okay. Um, what kind of uh. Can you drop any, uh, um, you know, feature drop anything that we can expect now from the staff accumulation? Maybe give us a hint in what we can look forward to. Any sort of big announcements coming after you get everyone back together, feature-wise? Hmm. I any? honestly, yeah. I honestly do not have a clue. <laughs> Rolling with the punches. <laughs> yeah, we're just, you know, we're just gonna see where everything lands once we get there, and you know, it, I mean, we look at it. It's 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 something we do for fun. So yeah. You know, we don't really pressure anyone to to do this or that, and we think we get the best work out of them when they're just doing it because they feel like it. So, I mean, we we it's hard because like you know, just Andy and myself, we do two videos a week, a podcast a week. I draw a comic, I help Shay write his comic. So 
we kind of got our hands full. I mean, we got a forum going up eventually that we installed and we took away and we installed and took away. We had we had a MySpace like community set up where people wow. could actually like yeah, it was kind of like Giant Bomb where you you know you had a friends list and this is what games you played and all this other kind of stuff and then it got spammed to death so we took that away. We're, yeah, uh, that stuff that stuff's tough to moderate. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to moderate. Uh, well, we had forums up too and then it was like you know free this and free that and. And that was with registration, so I don't know. But, you know, we're going to get there. It's just taking our time and seeing what happens. Awesome. Awesome. Um, anything else that you want to you want to plug for for Wapich? Because um, we 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 could actually go into the into the sub um, uh, topic of the week if if you guys wanted to. What's that? Well, the subtopic of the week would be the the resurgence of of two D gaming. Yeah, which goes hand in hand with Wapich. Yeah, because we're all about the retro. Yeah. So I, I, this is something that I'm actually totally fascinated with. You know, growing up, you know, I, you know, grew up with the 2600, and of course that's all 2D gaming, and then the NES was all 2D gaming, and and the SNES kind of started touching on, on, um, you know, 3D stuff. But it seems as though after the SNES, we we switched over to the N64 and the and the and and uh, the PlayStation and stuff, and we seemed everybody seemed to have forgotten what the hell a 2D game was. I can only think of maybe a small handful of, of 2D games that actually came out on those platforms. And the ones that actually did come out were, were fantastic, like Symphony of the Night. But, you know, now that we've, now that we've gotten, like, so good at, at these 3D, you know, games where, where they're almost looking photorealistic, I, I, there's a lot of people that are kind of going back to 2D gaming. Um, because I even kind of had the thought back in, in the days when I was playing, you know, on the, on the SNES and the, and the Genesis that, I didn't want my games to go any further than that. I didn't want my games to look super realistic. Like that was my my thought as twelve year old Randy. That like the the side scrolling cartoony kind of game was was ideal for me. And we're starting to see that a lot, you know, with with stuff like Super Meat Boy coming out. Um, God, there was another game. Have you guys seen the game um, uh, Shank? Um, what is it? Uh, Ron Gilbert's new game? Um, Gilbert's new game. It is a game by K-L-E-I, Clay, or, or however you pronounce it. Um, it's got this, like, crazy over-the-top animated style where it's, you know, this Rambo-looking guy just kind of goes around, and it looks like it plays a lot like um, the Metal Slug series. Hmm. But it's a new game, and, and all these people are coming out with, like, these new games and stuff, and I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. What are, you, what are your guys' uh, thoughts about 2D gaming in general, like is this is this a step back or is this like people going back and refining the genre? Um, I def- I think it's everything, everything and more. Um, I think a period of re- nostalgic revival is necessary in any medium that you see. I mean, it's not just limited to 2D at all. You see a, a resurgence of 8-bit as a style. Now it's not just it's not just a method of programming. You see it in music where people remake it in an 8-bit style. You see graphical designs on T-shirts or even um, higher style items. I've seen 8-bit designs on prom dresses that looked really cool. Um, you're, you leap back here, you have the nostalgic period, and then you have the people that within that nostalgic period innovate and bring it forth. We have games like 3D dot game here, uh, 3D Game Heroes, um, yeah. the game coming out of Japan where it's a fully three-dimensional di- uh, three realized world in the 8-bit style. That's just an evolution thereof. I mean, if you look in film, we wouldn't have um, the movie genres of the 80s if those directors didn't grow up on the action serials in the 1930s. I mean, everything in- is inspired by something that came before. 
And I think that we're seeing the beginnings of that with 8-bit and 2D resurgence. So pretty soon we're going to see, um, you know, the evolution of 2.5D was because of this initial um, fond look back at 2D. So I think we're just uh, we're at the precipice of another um, change in that. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a boon to independent developers. It's a boon to development time. So yeah, it's this is not going to be just some fad. It's going to lead to a much stronger change in the industry. So I'm I'm I bought the ticket. I'm taking the ride to ta- uh, to quote Dr. Gonzo. Cool, Tom. What about what about you? Is there any are there any games that you are <clears throat> that you're kind of looking forward to? Or are there any games that you you know you loved as a kid? You know, as a side scroller that you might wouldn't mind seeing uh, put with a, a quote unquote HD touch of paint on it uh, to um, I don't know, kind of like what they did with the Street Fighter Two HD. You know, it's kind of interesting because I look at it like this: like we had eight bit, which was basically everything two D, and then we moved on to the sixteen bit. We had a little bit of three D, and then thirty two bit was mostly three D. But I think because, I mean, if you look at 32-bit to now, they took that those basic 3D polygons and went to super realistic levels with them. But I think because the 2D kind of froze at that at that point and made and, and just kind of fell off the wayside, we never really took that as far as we could have taken it. You know, it could have we could have gotten to like you know, where where we've got the HD Street Fighter and the and the the Castle Crashers, which kind of has its roots in Flash, but it yeah. looks like almost looks like a hand-drawn cartoon, you know, or, or pretty much is. And it's kind of unfortunate that we lost that because everything had to be 3D. And now you even have the, the, the pseudo 3D stuff like Shadow Complex, which is awesome. But um, if I had a dream project, one of my favorite games when, for the NES was River City Ransom. Oh, <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, or- I want to see like a version of that online and just you know run with it. Just make it like you know look, make it look as good as it can. Have that kind of super deformed where you know character creator. That would be. An oh, awesome dude. online game to play. I'm right with you, man. And I would want to be. I want to hire myself out as the voice actor to um, yell barf. Yeah, that, exactly. exactly. That would be, that would that. be my claim to fame. I would go to my grave happy with that. But yeah, that's <laughs> something I'd love to see. You have all these fantasy projects, and I think that's. I think these are going to come. I don't think it's. I, it might not be exactly as we picture them, but these fantasy projects are already in the works. Who's been? How long have people been wanting Mega Man sequels or Bionic Commando sequels? I think I just think this is what we can expect as long as people keep buying them and at a discount price. I don't see any reason why anyone would stop. Yeah, I, I would actually like to see another Bionic Commando. Like, um, I know they pretty much just rebuilt the the original one um, almost frame for frame, you know, with their with their reskinning of it. But I would love some more levels like that. Do you guys know what the saddest is? Because that studio shut down, right? Like, I know it's yeah, owned it by did. Capcom, but those guys are well, gone. That was. So. Um, that was um, for the Bionic, the 3D Bionic Commando, that was right. Grant. I don't, oh. I don't think the Bionic Commando Rearm Studio went under. Oh, it didn't. Okay, I don't believe so. I could be wrong, so if I'm wrong, just Wikipedia me and then you know, uh, flame me on the site. But <laughs> I know the Bionic Commando um, 3D people um, that they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. I Some gotta be honest. I had a lot of fun with that multiplayer. <laughs> really it surprising. Yeah, it was a big. It's the most surprising multiplayer of last year. Absolutely. Uh. It was yeah. it was strangely addictive. It the was, game was eh, so so, but the multiplayer was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, I actually had the thought, you know, before we, before we were you know gathering up together today, I was I was thinking like, you know, what games do I really want to see like more two D versions of, or like a more refined two D versions of? I really want to see another Zelda in two D. I know that sounds stupid, but I thought that they perfected the entire series with Link to the Past. But beyond that, you know, after Link to the Past, they they jumped directly to 3D after that 
on console. Like you had to to get the 2D effect, you had to be playing it on a handheld. Mm-hmm. You know, those games were fantastic. And those games were fantastic, but they were unavailable to the console audience. I the, think you're gonna see that. I, yeah? I think. Uh oh, did we lose Gavin again? I think we did. Oh no. At some cases. Um, but, um, but I think they've been paying attention and they've been seeing Capcom and to some extent Activision making all this money. So I think if they premiere new hardware within the next couple of years, you're going to see a lot of this stuff. They have a great avenue and sort of virtual console and WiiWare. Uh, new I definitely Legend of it. Zelda. No, I mean, I mean. Yeah, just new, like new two, Super Mario Brothers. New yeah, Mario just Zelda. like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You're going to see that. Uh, well, not 3D. I mean, you can even go back to 2D with a reduced redu- development time and reduced cost in Nintendo. Mm-hmm. If they if they premiere a new hardware, they're going to plug it in. They're going to be giving you 2D people bundled with it, uh, 2D Zelda bundled with it, absolutely. That would be fantastic. That's not completely out of the realm of possibility, and it's Nintendo. So you can, you know, a good idea in the, in the industry doesn't go past them. So I definitely think, yeah, they're going to see, you're going to get a 2D resurgence. I just hope it's not Super Mario, new Super Mario Brothers Wii. I'm also kind of excited about the next Metal Slug that's coming out. I think it's it's going to be on a, on Xbox Live Arcade and PSN, right? Uh, the new, yeah, uh, Xbox Live PSN. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Those games are those games are a ton of fun. They are, yeah, but, but like, every time one comes out, I'm like, man, I thought SNK was dead, but they like they just keep coming out. With the game. <laughs> but I mean, they're like I, Tupac; they keep making out. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you got. I think we're focusing too much on what we want to see revamped. I mean, the the 2D resurgence had seen some amazing new uh, franchises that I like uh, that or new IP. I mean, like great, great, yeah, great, exactly. And um, to some extent, independent games. I mean, um, you can man. have like explosion man. Even though uh, even though Trine was quote unquote 3D, it was still a side scroller. So yeah, you got 2.5D, but yeah. even basic 2D. I mean, the indie game circuit on the Xbox Live um, Xbox 360 is amazing for that kind of stuff. Um, Arkido, the independent developer, released some really good 2D platformers that look astonishing, and you can really have. Uh, I mean, this could be a real avenue for indie games to put out stuff like we have Super Meat Boy to give us these new these new things in the style that we love from the old times. It's yeah. a great way to just it's an easy business idea. It's a smart move, and it's a great way to get you that initial cast development, which you can then go on and make really big console games in the future. So this ain't going away, like I said. Yeah. Randy, well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned trying because the, the physics-based gameplay in that was, like, amazing, and I really think it lends itself so much better to 2D gameplay than it does to 3D gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was a really... That was a gem. You know, I don't know if you played it on, on PSN or if you played it on PC, but that was... Uh, that was one of my favorite games of last year, and in fact, I can probably say that most of my most of my replayed games of the past couple of years have almost always been 2D games. Um, and truth I be just told, because you're old, it could be because I'm old. You know, <laughs> honestly, truth be told, like a game and a game series that I almost always fall back on and will play the hell out of when I when I just want to kind of turn off my brain but still have a good time and not worry about like storyline or anything like that is the the 1942 series or 1943 or yes. whatever it is. You know, just the top-down, you know, pea shooter, you know, games. I, I love that. I'm, I'm terrible at them, but it's fun, <laughs> you know. But how many uh, how many new ones have we seen in that regard? Not necessarily the top-down aerial shooters, but the definitely the top-down you're one guy shooting every um shooting everyone around you. I um I made a game with zombies in it. Was yeah. a top-down shooter and it was fun. So yeah, I mean, there um it's great. I love this. I love this trend. I don't want it to see it die. I yeah. Want it yeah. Okay. Um, I, you know, and there's even other games that uh, that I have not touched yet, but I, you know, 
like we were saying earlier, there's so many games that even came out last year that, that we haven't had a chance to try yet. I still haven't tried uh, Muramasa, the Demon Blade. Oh, um, that's been on my Gamefly queue forever now. <laughs> and um, every time I see screenshots of it, I'm like, I know I'm going to love that. I, I just wish that it would come in the mail already, you know. Yeah. That is a great game. Really good. <laughs> Bit repetitive on the gameplay side, but it's really pretty. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, oh, it, you know what? Uh, you know what else? A uh, fat princess. Yeah, that yeah, could almost yeah, be a, a 2D essence. game. Yeah, I mean that, I, that sprite work too. I mean that's something you don't really see a whole often lot of now. I mean, even in the 2D realm, it's just easier for them, I guess, to make a 3D model and stick it onto a 2D plane. But I mean, beautiful sprite work is one of my favorite things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you don't have to have be 2D to have the 2D aesthetic, like you were just mentioning, or even 8-bit to have the 8-bit aesthetic. But yeah, I mean, there's just an inherent awesomeness to these uh, trends that we constantly gravitate towards. All right. Well, we're we're actually almost out of time, so let's let's actually just finish off with uh, with I guess the final thoughts from each one of us, and uh, and I guess maybe an ideal <laughs> your ideal game that you'd either love to see made or remade back in in eight uh, bit format. Gavin, why don't you go ahead and, and start? And if if not, I, I can go if if you feel too on the spot. Um. Okay. Final thoughts. I think I've repeated myself enough times through the podcast. So I'm gonna just send <laughs> final thoughts. Just go back to like a minute ago. I've I've said it like 16 billion times. But in terms of um game that I would want to see remade, it's you know you always go back to your favorite games from the uh, from the era, regardless of if they're really good to be remade. But in my case, I think it is, and I really hope LucasArts does it since they were on the Monkey Island kick. I want to see Zombies Ate My Neighbors in three in HD. Hmm, that's a good and one. Me, and give me that, and I will, I will do, I will do unmentionable things to LucasArts employees to get that with un- uh, with online capabilities. I could totally see that. Absolutely, we're on a co-op kick. Yeah, with the Army of Two audience, LucasArts. I will do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, what about you? <laughs> um, my favorite 2D game of all time, and I, I I hate going down this road, but it's Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Final Fantasy game of all time, um, and they, you know, they've been pimping out seven for like the last ten years, and I'm like, why, you know, why, why there, when you've got this healthy, robust catalog of games that came out before that, that in my opinion were a lot better. So, um, I'm, uh, I'm not going to get into the Final Fantasy 13 right now, but uh, since they seem to be wanting to remake everything in its brother, do Final Fantasy VI, please. Just give me like an, an HD on the DS or. Or something like that, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I can guarantee you they'll remake Final Fantasy VI before they remake Final Fantasy VII. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, they they actually made some statement that if they remade Final Fantasy VII, they would almost want to almost do a revamp entirely. That they would want the core team back and all this kind of stuff. But I honestly, like, I think they've done so much to it since it came out. It kind of like it doesn't even resemble what it what it looked like when when it first came out. I agree. I agree. And like, and like Thomas says, I wasn't really that thrilled. If you get, I just, I'm just waiting for stuff to be released on PSN or um, on P, uh, you know, have those belated releases. But yeah, HD, any of them, give me an HD Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. Oh, I love that game too. Awesome freaking game. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, you know, my my ideal game that I would want to see remade, and and uh, again, I'll probably catch some catch some shit for this, but I really was a huge fan of the Super Star Wars series on uh, on the SNES. Um, I thought they were a ton of fun, and they were probably the they were one of the few you know console games that did uh, that did the movie you know 
sort of right in in their in their video game iteration. I would like to see those again. Those were those were a ton of fun. Hey, um, Lucas uh, Arts remaking everything. So yeah, but even more so than Square Enix. So that could be happening. Let's do Lucas Arts. Let's get together. LucasArts and ElderGeek.com. We'll remake Absolutely. your old games. Collaborations. <laughs> we'll just we'll make them great. Yeah, we'll just throw in our two cents as you're as you're clicking with your mouse and stuff. We'll yell over your shoulder, but it'll happen. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, again, you know, uh, Tom from Wapeach.com. Please, please go check out their site. Um, and uh, you know, any other links that we throw on the bottom of the page, check them out as well. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks everybody. Yahoo! You're all clear, kid.